and welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. Not too long ago, Grammy Award winner, member of the Grand Old Opry, and brother to bluegrass queen Rhonda Vincent, Darren Vincent, of Daly and Vincent, called into the KKFI studios for a conversation in advance of the duo's appearance in Kansas City at the Kaufman Center for the Performing Arts. As you will hear, Darren is thoughtful, kind, a loving husband and father, generous in his praise of others with a very specific sense of humor. For example, when asked, how do you get to be a millionaire in the music business? His response, start with two million. And his laugh, oh my, that laugh. Darren started singing at age three and playing music at age six, along with his sister, Rhonda Vincent, as part of his family band, The Sally Mountain Show. As a young man, Darren played guitar for seven years for the legendary John Hartford. As a member of Ricky Skaggs and Kentucky Thunder for more than 10 years, Darren has won five Grammy Awards and eight IBMA Awards for Instrumental Group of the Year. He has performance and recording credits with dozens of artists including Dolly Parton, Nora Jones, Emmylou Harris, Earl Scruggs, Bruce Hornsby, Ben Skill, John Hartford, and many more. He has producer credits on Grammy-nominated projects with sister Rhonda Vincent, Susie Luxinger, Cherry Holmes, and Hunter Berry. He is an accomplished musician and vocalist with expert abilities to arrange and create captivating music. Daly and Vincent play over 100 dates a year, including the Grand Ole Opry, have a TV show on Marty Stewart's RFD-TV cable network, host a cruise, and perform at festivals throughout the world. Enjoy this casual conversation with the very talented and very busy Darren Vincent. Give me all the love you got. Give me all the love you got. again for for calling this afternoon um i've put there out there in the universe uh, to my friends that are bluegrass fans if you had a chance to ask darren vincent a question or two you know what would it be so i'm going to kind of scoot over the fact that of course you're a grammy award winner and and have a lot of uh awards and and that but a lot of people were interested in kind of your musical dna and the family band that you were in in the beginning and i thought if we could if we could start there i I talked to a young lady who was in a family band here in missouri in her youth that she said played with your family's band back in the day wow and uh so I, i i would like if we could for you to share with our audience your musical dna I'll be happy to tell you about my <clears throat> my, my history. Uh, I grew up in a, a little town, northern Missouri, uh, ten miles 
north of Kirksville, Missouri, called Green Top. And my mom and dad, my sister Rhonda, and I had a younger brother, Brian. And uh, my daddy uh, put an instrument in our hand really early in life, about four or five years old. I was playing the mandolin. And uh, my daddy was a big influence in my life. And through the years, at age seven, we played uh, Branson, Missouri, down at Seven Dollar City. And we was doing five one-hour shows a day uh, and working <clears throat> uh, pretty much three to four m- uh, months out of the year down there during the week and then playing bluegrass festivals on the, on the weekends. So we was basically playing six, seven days a week, six to seven days a week. And uh, during that time, I started playing fiddle, bass. Uh, and then at age 11, I started playing guitar because we needed a guitar player in our group. So I, I just slowly progressed on all the instruments uh, as we grew up and needed uh, those instruments in, in our family band. You were the utility and, player. Sorry, go ahead. You were the utility player, whatever that was Pretty needed? Much, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wh- whatever we needed at that time, because we, we had guitar players and things that went, was in and out of the group at, at times. And I think at the age of 11, my daddy said, you're going to start playing guitar now. We're not going to hire anybody else. So this and, is a family uh, business so, that's been going on not only for gen- your generation, but for generations before. I think I was a fourth generation of music in our family. And are yeah. your children following your path? I've seen some video with your your beautiful daughter <laughs> singing some songs. Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Is she? Is yeah, she? She's quite the singer. Yeah, she is. Yes, she is. Now, I my personal um, interest is I think I heard you say during an interview that you played with John Hartford at one point. Did I hear that I correctly? Did. I wor- Work with, that's correct. I worked with John Hartford for seven years uh, on and off. And uh, before I went with Ricky Skaggs for those 11 years, I was playing with him and, and actually uh, turned in my time and my notice to go with, with Ricky. How was it that you were able to leave the family band and play with John Hartford? Did he come to your daddy and say, I mean, what, what, what age are we talking about when you were playing with Mr. Hartford? I think uh, I was about 21 or 22. Rhonda had started her own solo career at that point and was doing her own thing. And our family group had kind of disbanded at that point. Uh, and she was doing her thing, and I went with John and was playing with her a little bit on the side. Moved oh. to Nashville and, and uh, was working with John. John. And I would play with him uh, throughout those seven years uh, just part-time. Uh, when my, our family wasn't working or Rhonda wasn't, I would go out and play with him. And then when I moved to Nashville, I worked with him full time for about I guess two or three years. What was he like? What was he like? Was he a gentle person? I mean, he has such a legendary status, you know. And he left us way too yeah. soon. And uh, we have a lot of bluegrass players around this part of town in Kansas City, and uh, oh, we're, yeah. we're not too far away from Winfield, you know, the the sure. Walnut Valley Festival, and we've we've got some. Uh, Really good bluegrass players here, and uh, Grassfed, which is a group from here in Kansas City, has been playing the John Hartford Festival for the last two or three years, and it's it's something that they really aspire to, and they were very, very um, interested in any time that you spent with Mr. Hartford and what that was like and what he was like as a band leader, as it were. He was such a smart guy. Sure. He was such a smart guy. He was very, very smart, and uh, he was very gentle, very smart, uh, he loved to play the fiddle. I would uh, wake up in the middle of the, uh, in the morning trying to sleep in, and he would be back there uh, practicing his fiddle first thing in the morning. And what his routine was, what he, w- he would go back and play for, uh, 
every bit of an hour or so, he would record everything he played. <clears throat> and as soon as he got through playing it, he'd walk up front and get a little bit of a snack and listen back with headphones when he just played on the fiddle. And he'd repeat that two or three times a day. He loved the, he loved fiddle music, and he lived and breathed it. And uh, that's what kind of guy he was. He was really dedicated to the craft of music and really loved it and loved, loved to meet new musicians, uh, jam. He loved to play with others. Uh, he, he had lots of jam sessions at his house. And, in fact, he, he was the first person to ever take me over to Earl Scruggs' house. He and Earl were real close. And uh, <clears throat> he would go and have jam sessions with Earl Scruggs at his home. And uh, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It was really neat. Oh, my goodness. That, that is a lifetime memory that you get to take with you forever. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Heaven glory share, glory share, turn your lights down low, turn your lights down low, and listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. You lead a less, yeah. you lead a pretty blessed life, Mr. Vincent. I must say, you you, you surround yourself with some great players, and you've never known anything else really. Have you ever had any other job besides being a musician? The only thing I've ever done is I helped my friend uh, Joe Smith up in Missouri, uh, Green, Green Top area, put in water and sewer lines for about three three summers. And uh, I just did it part-time to help him when he needed help. And that's really the only thing I've ever done except, uh, you know, play music my whole life. Well, you you are... Uh, but I, you, I don't know where you get the time. You you have Do you still have the uh, TV show on RFD? We do. It's every Saturday night. Um uh, at 9.30 Eastern Time on RFD-TV, the Daily Vincent Show. And, uh, and cruises? We, we, sorry, what's that? Cruises? Do you still do cruises? Yep, we're doing a, uh, our Daily Vincent Cruise in 2020. <clears throat> uh, we're going to be doing that. Of course, we have our Land Fest every September uh, in Hiawassee, Georgia, at the Georgia Mountain Fair. And uh, so we, uh, we host that. On top of that, we uh, tour 100 dates a year around the world. And uh, also uh, up here at the Grand Ole Opry, our new home, which we were inducted March 11, 2017. And we played the Grand Ole Opry uh, probably about four to six times a month is, on top of everything else we're doing, plus being a daddy and a husband. Uh, it, 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 it's, uh, it's an interesting life, and I love it. Well, it shows. It shows in the performance. I, I love the diversity of the topics in your songwriting. <clears throat> I mean, there's uh, gospel music there. Um, your own little pro I call it your own protest song I'll Leave My Heart in Tennessee uh, which talks about living yeah. in the country but those dang real estate developers and folks that are encroaching <laughs> upon the farmland and um, as the mother yeah. of a marine um, I till they came home I cry every time I hear that song um, wow but the well, thank, thank the, you for your service appreciate oh my goodness it's it's such an honor to talk to you today um, one wow. of the things I wanted to ask you about the Grand Ole Opry I have a, a young friend here in, in Kansas City who's a, a great singer songwriter and her dream of course is one day to play the Opry that's all she Aww. dreams about and thinks about is being on the Opry 
uh, stage someday. And, you know, when I told her that I was going to be talking to you today, and she goes, do you know their very first gig is Daly and Vincent was, you know, the Grand Ole Opry, and, and they got inducted last year. And That's right. she knew your whole history, you know, on the Grand Ole Opry. Um, what exactly is entailed or your responsibilities as, as a Grand Ole Opry member? Um, it's an honor, of course, to be a member, but are, are there certain tasks or responsibilities that you're responsible for to be able to keep in the Opry? The only thing we've ever been told uh, was to always represent the Grand Ole Opry with the highest you know, respect and uh, always promote it as much as we can. And when we come to the Grand Ole Opry to uh, entertain the audience uh, in, the, in, in the auditorium as well as on the radio and the Internet around the world. And uh, that's why they picked us. They said we loved our, our ability to host, uh, you know, with other guests, interact with folks. And then the, uh, <clears throat> the lineage of the music that we do was really a, a fit for what they uh, wanted to do and, and keep, uh, what do you call it, um, keep that heritage alive. The legacy the going. Yeah. yeah, the legacy of that music well, that we do, which I- is... Like you said, we, we hit a lot of different varieties. We go from old to new and, and in between. And uh, so we really fit what they wanted to, uh, yeah, to keep the legacy alive of the Grand Ole Opry. And that, that's, that's pretty much all they've ever told us. They said that we were a great fit, and, and they loved what we did, the way that we looked. Uh, we we uh, dressed great and, of course, entertained the people in in the auditorium and on the radio that was a big big plus well your shows are so entertaining i mean and the and your your laughs i swear <laughs> it's the well, most infectious <laughs> entertaining laugh and of course if, if anyone wants to go down the rabbit hole that i did in preparation for this conversation today and, oh and see some of the videos out there you know it's it's a tough gig to be out on the road all the time and there's a lot of time spent in a bus or on a bus, yeah. and I love the videos that you've got up of you guys doing things like zip lining, and Jamie getting on a mechanical bull in a full suit, <laughs> and uh, you getting on a horse for the first time, and that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. You know, you've got to be able to do that kind of stuff to keep from yeah. losing your mind, probably from being in the bus all the time. I just am amazed that you're willing to share it <laughs> out there and put it out there on the Aww. on the internet. Well, thank you. Yeah, you have to you have to get away from it because it'll consume your life if you don't. And that's why I love to come home to my to our children. We have four children and and my wife and just be a daddy. You know, it's wonderful to unplug from from that lifestyle and. And then, uh, you know, once we get back in it, we, we go 100% all the way. And uh, so well, it's, it's, it's a unique life, and I, I love every bit of it. Let's talk a little bit about the Red, White, and Bluegrass um, show itself. Is this a particular format that you take to performing arts centers, or is it something that's also something that you can do at a festival or at a county fair? What What is that? What can you tell us about Red, White, and Bluegrass? What can our fellow Kansas Cityans expect if they go to a show like that? Well, we're very patriotic, and uh, <clears throat> one thing we always do is represent our country well, uh, no matter if we you know, go abroad across to Switzerland, Germany, and we're getting ready to go to, to Japan here in uh, October this year. We're very proud of our country and our heritage of our country and, and our military families and, of course, all of our military women, men and women that give us our freedom. So everywhere we go, we uh, always uh, 
to try to represent our, our United States and, and our people. And uh, so it's very important that we do that. We sing songs about that. We don't just talk about it. We, we live it. Uh, my, my grandfather was uh, in the infantry in World War II, uh, two Purple Hearts. And so we, uh, we, we know we've been there with family members in uh, Vietnam. We've got uh, family members on the wall. And so uh, the red, white, and the bluegrass, we, we take it around the world, and, and we really believe uh, the songs that we sing and, uh, and what we do and uh, always try to say thank you to our, our, our men and women that served. And, and you are one of them, and we really appreciate it. Well, I, I thank you so so much as well. I think that it really shows in the the love and affection that your fans have for you. I mean, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek when people say Daly and Vincent are the rock stars of the bluegrass world, but you you are great ambassadors for, um, well, thank you. for our country, and, and I'm so looking forward to the show here in Kansas City. And uh, what, what's what's next? What's next after white, red, white, and bluegrass? Have you, are well, you, you have a relatively new CD that just came out in I think late 2017. Yep, Patriots and Poets. Yes, and uh, and that's uh, an American themed uh, songs about our heritage and of our nation. It's just wonderful uh, new music that all the songs are, are originals that Jamie wrote on our band, and uh, we're really proud of that record. You can get those at the Cracker Barrel Low Country Store. And uh, it's called Patriots and Poets. We're all but, here uh, to learn. I think is my f- favorite song off of that CD. Which one was it? We're, I think we're all here to learn. Is that the name of oh, the tune? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great. Yeah, that's that was off of our live DVD. Yeah. yeah, and 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 one of my I think my favorite quote from you is someone asks you, you know, how is it? How do you be a millionaire in this business? And yeah. you said, <laughs> start with two million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how you're exactly because. Right. <laughs> When you look at Daly and Vincent, you've got this beautiful bus, and you've, you, but you've got a lot of people depending on you. You Absolutely. have there's that it's a huge operation, and uh, it needs to feed the big beast. Uh, you know, you play, play places like, uh, oh, I love the story about Stad, uh, Switzerland. Oh yeah. Um, which is known in in my day as the kind of the playground for the rich and famous and royalty, uh, the ski, sure. and maybe not the most likely place for a bluegrass band to appear. Um, That's so right. how do you how do you approach a venue like that, or or when you're going someplace new like that that might not be considered a, a typical <clears throat> bluegrass venue? Right. Uh, it was a country festival. It's what it was. The Stad. It's called. Uh, I forget what the name of it is, but it's country. Uh, they had Trace Atkins there and Laura Bell Bundy, and and we were the only acoustic group there. And uh, uh, the comedy they don't really get, so you you really have to pull back on the, the the humor part of it. Right. But as far as the music goes, they really sit and intently, intensely listens to uh, what you're saying. And, uh, you know, we, we did all of the, the gamut that we normally do, the, some bluegrass, country, gospel, and all that. Did Acapella, they tell you not to do it. gospel music? Because when, the Swiss are kind of yeah. agnostic or whatever by choice, they I guess. And, yeah. They love the gospel. Well, what's not to And that was really surprising to, to us. Yeah. And, of course, we complimented them on, on loving their cheese. They got their great <laughs> cheese over there and, and chocolate. We loved their chocolate. Yeah. And they all love that. And the people, they're just so sweet. But anyway... 
We but, just did a uh, gospel song that Jimmy Fortune wrote called Come Back to Me. It was just me and Jamie and the guitar. And uh, it was only the first time in our life we got, uh, we had to sing it three different times with a, a full house, 5,000 people standing ovation. They just, they couldn't get enough of that song. It was just really precious to us. And what, they, uh, what keeps they you going? The simplicity and the great, and great music. Well, I really appreciate your time this afternoon. I know that uh, this is your day off, and I uh, look forward to seeing you when you come to Kansas City. Don't be a stranger to Missouri. I know that you come back uh, when you can, but um, it's, it's an honor to talk to you today, and you have a great weekend, and God bless. I thank you. I do want to say my mama has a festival up in Queen City, Missouri, oh, yeah? at the Sally Mountain Park okay. it's, uh, over the 4th of July weekend. We're going to be there as well as a lot of other acts. Check her out. And uh, I want to say hi to the, the Collins brothers there in, in Kansas City and the, the Bluegrass Brigade are, are dear friends of ours from that area as well. So all right. we, we love all those people. And to get information about your tour and the show and your mama's festival, can, can that all be obtained at, at uh, your website? Yeah, dailyvincent.com, D-A-I-L-E-Y, vincent.com. All right, we'll make sure that they get that in there, too, as well. Thank you so much. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. Billy was a hard-working, still-driving man, working on the rail every day. Seven days a week and 16 hours a day, hoping he would find a better way. Keep singing your song slowly as you go. If death comes creeping, don't.